This is Golf Talk Canada, Canada's only nationally syndicated golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by Acura. Launch into performance with the all-new 2019 lineup. Visit Acura.ca for all models and dealer incentives. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome to a special edition of Golf Talk Canada. It's our Golf Away Tours Tourism Ireland travel special. Now, we did a lovely Ireland travel special for TV and got plenty of compliments. That's going to repeat again over the winter, so keep your eyes open for that one. But for today, we thought we'd do a radio version, and we brought in our special buddy, our tourism expert from Golfway Tours, TJ Rule, along with Adam Scully and I to just really talk about one of our favorite topics to talk about. It's a bit self-serving in a way because I love talking about Ireland. I love talking about golf in Ireland. It's my favorite place in the world to play golf. I've said that for many years, TJ, even before uh, Tourism Ireland had a relationship here with Golf Talk Canada, I was always said, eh, you know, I always mm-hmm. ask that question. Where's your favorite place in the world to play golf? For me, it's Ireland. I just love the experience. Absolutely, Mark. And I don't know how many times uh, I've been on over the years where we've spoken about Ireland, but it's, uh, I, I can't count them on my two hands, that's for sure. We, uh, we always like to speak about Ireland because it's uh, both of our favorite spots to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I'm excited for the next uh, couple hours to talk Ireland. Today we're going to break down most of the courses that we played on my trip on the North End. We'll highlight uh, what's coming up in 2020 in the Southwest. We'll also touch on a few spots uh, around Ireland that maybe. Uh, including myself, are, are, are areas of the country that you know maybe are, are not as familiar, familiar or is not as famous on a global scale that TJ will touch on. Scully, was that your first trip this year to Ireland? So it was my second trip. I actually went uh, back in September of 2014 um, and played some of the same courses. Got to play Royal Portrush uh, five years ago before the changes, obviously, um, which was really cool. Played Royal County Down back then. Uh, as well, and also played Port Stewart. Th- those were the three courses we played. Uh, I actually didn't play Port Rush this time around, but played County Down and Port Stewart. Uh, some other fun courses as well. But you know, one word I- I'd say to describe Ire- Irish golf is magic. It's it's mm-hmm. just incredible. It's it's so different than what we get here. I've been pretty fortunate the two times I've gone to get really good weather, for the most part. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we'll get into a little later in the show. Uh, <laughs> it's always good weather in Ireland. Yeah, yeah. Uh, somebody I know always says there's no such thing as bad <laughs> golf weather, just bad golf gear. I think that might yeah, be your yeah. state. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that, that might be TJ's and, line. But and, and that's a great line. But, you know, I like we were in shorts five of the rounds yeah. in July. But when we, when we played La Hinch, it was carnage. Carnage. Absolute carnage. Well, we got everything. We were there in August uh, right. this year, and we got everything. We've got, uh, if you don't like the weather, wait 15 minutes. It was like that every day, mm-hmm. almost all day, and, and that's fine. It's part of the experience as long as you're prepared for it. So we've got we got a bunch of great weather. we got a bunch of mediocre weather, and then we got some nasty stuff, mm-hmm. too, which is kind of the survival test maybe at certain parts of the trip in around. Uh, but for me, it's interesting because you say, you know, why? Ask the question, why is Ireland your favorite golf adventure, so to speak? And for me, it checks a bunch of boxes. So, for one, I love Lynx golf, but I love my Lynx golf to lean towards the dramatic Mm -hmm. versus the, say, traditional, if that's a fair way to outline it. And what I mean by that is... You know, you go to a lot of the Lynx courses that are, you know, British Open Rota courses outside of Portrush and possibly outside of Turnberry now, if we still include that in the Rota. A lot of those English Lynx courses, fairly flat, 
uh, a lot of, you know, uh, dog leg right, left, dog leg left, right. Uh, not as much cliffside golf. Uh, the dunes are not as large and as dramatic. And with the exception of some golf that you can find in northern Scotland, nothing comes even close to the dramatic vistas and holes and types of golf that you can play in Ireland. And that you get that at Royal County down in Royal Portrush. You get that down in the southwest. The front nine at Port Stewart. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've get, you have a type of golf that is very hard to find anywhere else on the planet. And certainly I would say this, let me know if I'm wrong, TJ, because you know, you have seen a lot more of the golfing landscape around the world than I have, but I would suggest this. It is very hard to find that type of golf in terms of that dramatic landscape that I'm outlining. And I would say it is virtually impossible to find, if you do find it somewhere else around the world to find as much of it as condensed in a few locations in one country. I know you can go to Cape Kidnappers. I know there are courses around the world. Uh, uh, in Hawaii, uh, where they where they play the Century Tournament of Champions. Uh, it escapes me off the top of my head. Kapalua. Kapalua, Kapalua thank mm-hmm. you. There are places around the world, but there are not places where there is that five-star quality of that type of golf as condensed into certain areas as there are in Ireland. Well, that's absolutely fair. And even beyond that, you, you know, you go to the Northwest, which we'll touch on probably later, um, and some of the dramatic courses up there that people don't really even know about, like an Ennis Grown or a mm-hmm. Karn, and they have dramatic dunes. And again, it's like you're just blown away by the views on every hole. And so, yeah, Irish golf definitely has that as an advantage, even over uh, Scottish golf and, and, and English golf, where the courses are, you mentioned traditional, they're, they're just a little bit flatter, a little bit more, um, or a little bit less dramatic, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but in Ireland, you certainly get that drama all the way across the country from the north to the southwest and even up to the northwest. And so it's uh, it's definitely uh, one of the draws of Irish golf. And, and for me, Scully, I, I t- you know, touch on that because I know you had a chance to play a, a many of these. So if I go outside the golf as well, why it's my favorite place is the people of Ireland mm. and, and off the golf course in Ireland. Guinness. Just the food and the festivities and the, the vibe. It's very similar to the vibe you get. Uh, in a sense of when you come off the golf course at the old course of St. Andrews where everyone's talking about their round and everybody's meeting in a pub to talk about golf for the day and it's in kind of the fabric of the mm-hmm. of the culture of the town. Well, I kind of feel like that in a way across the entire country of Ireland. In the sense, it's in the fabric and every pub you walk into, you bump into somebody from around the world who's there to play golf and they're talking about the round and it feels like that for the whole way around. Yeah, it really does. It's such a cool feeling to... You know, walk off if you're playing in the morning, and and you go and ha- and it's you have such a hearty meal and a cup, you know, maybe a Guinness or four. Um, but uh, experience, I'll share uh, personally. We played Bally Bunyan. Uh, we stepped off and had lunch, and sitting at the next table was Tom Watson. There you go. There you go. And Tom Watson yeah. has such a deep connection with Bally Bunyan. Uh, it's just it's a magical place in the world, and um, you know we've got another almost two hours, and I can't wait to go back already. It's it's just magic. Uh, it's funny because uh, I I was speaking with somebody in August uh, who uh, just got back mm-hmm. uh, roughly around the same time of year as you did, and they were at Bally Bunyan, and they came to me and they told me a story. They came in after Bally Bunyan, and they go into the pro shop and who uh, should go, go to the clubhouse for a pint. They look down and sit beside who's sitting beside him. Adam Scully from Golf Talk. Jeez, <laughs> oh, unbelievable! Uh, just that's just luck. It's just luck. Oh, it's just luck. So, anyway, lucky for that guy, he was yeah. also six foot seven, so the picture looked good. So everything is fine. So today, guys, we're going to talk a little bit later. So we're talking about Royal County Down, yes. which is the number one ranked golf course on most global lists around the world. We'll go take a visit. 
to Royal Portrush. Uh, speak with the head professional. Go to Royal, uh, Royal Portrush. Take a, a maybe a, a little bit of a look there, but not just a look there, but maybe a, a glance back on what was probably the the I guess the most celebrated major of the year. Uh, you know, obviously Tiger winning would be the Masters would be the most celebrated victory mm-hmm. of the year, but just in terms of of a major celebration in a country and an area embracing a championship, I think it's mm-hmm. hard to what an event that was. Yeah, what Unbelievable an event, you know. Event. And when Bob Weeks, who's been to like nine thousand major championships, says it's the best one he's probably ever ever been to, that carries certainly mm-hmm. a lot of weight. Uh, we'll take a look at the other uh, golf courses that. I visited on on my trip to the north, uh, Royal, uh, Royal Portrush, Port Stewart, Ardglass, Castle Rock, Royal County Down. Uh, there are some great golf mm-hmm. courses north, and and we'll take a look at what's coming up in 2020. Because uh, TJ, you know, and I get torn on this because Royal County Down and Royal Portrush are so good. Like I mean, they're so like, you know, they're they're top ten on most people's top ten in the world list. Mm-hmm. Yet there's something about the Southwest where I go keeps drawing you back. It keeps yep. drawing me back. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. It's hard to put into mm-hmm. words. We're gonna uh, try, but we're gonna try. Yeah, it we'll today. do our best. That's here. what we do. We're gonna try <laughs> today. And of course, if you're thinking about booking a trip to Ireland, it's not too late. Very hard to get tea times, especially for if you've got four, eight, twelve at places like Royal County Down and Royal Portrush. But there's still a shot. So get on it, golfawaytours.com. Again, it's golfawaytours.com and book your Irish golf adventure. And the same as if you're thinking somewhere else, we're heading southwest next year. Maybe that's where you want to go. There are still times available, but you got to get on it. If you want to play the Bally Bunions, you want to play the Old Heads, you want to have your choice of accommodations in a town like Killarney, which is kind of where you want to be as far as I'm concerned. That's where you want to hang your hat. Uh, you better get on it. There are some great hotels with wonderful hospitality, great food, walking distance to all the pubs, restaurants. It's it's really the spot to be, but you better get on it now. Uh, no time like the present, golfawaytours.com. On the other side, we're going to start with the best. Why not start from the top? Mm-hmm. RCD, Royal County Down. Why is it number one? What's your favorite hole? And what makes it maybe the hardest? Because in my opinion, it might not just be uh, eligible for number one in the world, it might be eligible for number one in terms of difficulty in the world as well. So we'll talk about Royal County Down next. This is our Golf Away Tours Tourism Ireland Travel Special right here on GTC. This segment of GTC was brought to you by Acura. Launch into performance with the all-new 2019 lineup. Visit Acura.ca for all models and dealer incentives. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by TaylorMade and the speed-injected Twistface M5 and M6 drivers. Everybody gets faster in 2019. Visit TaylorMade.ca for more information or to book your custom fitting today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. It's our Golf Away Tours, Tourism Ireland travel special as we take you on a quick journey of what it is to be on a golf holiday. A golf adventure is probably a better word in the country of Ireland, which in my opinion is the number one place on the planet to play golf. Uh, TJ Rule from Golf Away Tours with me as well as Master producer and co-host Adam Scully. Uh, guys, we're at Royal County Down. So 
listen, number one on most lists that are worth anything on the globe lists around the world, RCD lands at number one. Um, I have a hard time putting number one on, on anything. I'm a Golf Digest rater. We had, for the first time in my life with Golf Digest this year, I had to do a rating, a global rating, mm. uh, which I never did. And, and in the notes before you did the global re- rating, on a scale of 1 to 10 overall experience, they asked you to only apply 10 to one course if you could. If that. And if if and if it was o- if you only truly felt I couldn't do it. Yeah. I couldn't give 10 to anyone and I, and if you asked me to give 10, I would have had to give it to like four or five maybe <laughs> six golf courses. But I will say this. I don't think there's a better golf course in the world than Royal County Downs. There might be ones that are as good as Royal County Downs and one of them might be Royal Portrush just mm-hmm. down the road. But there isn't one better. So in your opinion TJ is it the best for you if you could play one golf course the rest of your life? Is it Royal County Down? And or in a bigger picture, why do you think it lands number one on most lists? So I obviously get this question a lot. What's your favorite golf course around the world? And over the last number of years, I've always said Royal County Down. It's I've played it. I've had the the opportunity, lucky enough to play it four or five times. Um, each time, it reinforces how great of a golf course I think it is. Um, as you said, there are other golf courses that may be as good, as good an experience. Um, if I was to play golf course every day the rest of my life, sure, it would be in the conversation. So would the old course, for that matter, and a few others. But um, I think that it it offers so much variety. Um, I think the front nine at Royal County Down may be flawless. It's uh, pretty perfect in my mind. It has a great opening par five that doesn't really beat you up. It has a couple of great par threes. It just has a great variety and awesome par fours. Um, so, and then the views and, and, you know, and the dunes along the sea. Um, it just, you get goosebumps. I get goosebumps when I go there. So, and that tells me a lot about a golf course. When I get, when I go there and I've been there before and I'm still pulling up and I get goosebumps, that tells me that it's something special. And, and that's the way it is at Royal County Down. And, um, it's, it's a place that I just always love to go back to. Why, why do you think, Scully, it lands at number one at most lists? And for you, is it for TJ, who's played every bloody golf course on the planet? In fact, it's so funny because one of the few he hasn't, hadn't played up to about a year or two ago, you got to do it with me for the first time, which was Old Head down right. in Kinsale, which is a very unique and mm-hmm. tremendous experience. And I was glad that you loved it as much as I did and how different it is. It's yeah. a different experience. For you, what what was no, why is this ranked at number one? Where does it land for you? For me, there's there's no holes off. You know, every hole has its That's unique a good way of challenges. It. There's no sort of bleh hole, holes. There's no you know this hole's not so good. Whatever you know, there's so many just great, challenging, unbelievable holes. And there's you know if they decide that they're going to host the Open Championship next week, they could do it. They wouldn't have to adjust one thing on that golf course. And, you know, when the Irish Open was there a number of years ago, I believe one or two under par won the tournament? Yes, two, Over two f- under par won. They had some weather there that week. But, I mean, that's yeah, part of it. That's, that's Ireland right there. Right. And you have to play so many different shots. And what can draw some people away from it? And what actually, when I first won in 2014, I liked Portrush more than County Down because of the blind shots. I didn't really have an appreciation yet for the blind shots and how it's just so different. But you go over there, and it's just special. You know, you, you hit a shot, and you hope it's going to be good. You aim at a stone and hope it rolls out okay. And 
that's the beauty of it. You know, there's so many different shots you have to play, um, and there's just so many memorable holes. The uh, you mentioned the blind shots, and I was going to say that as well. And I always say that it's only blind once. Once you've played the yeah, course again, point. Um, you know, you know where you're hitting the golf ball. They give you a target. Um, and the fair thing about about the blind shots, and I agree, there. I think there are five blind mm-hmm. tee shots there. But the fair thing about them is that on the other side, it's relatively open. Mm-hmm. And so it's not like you're hitting a blind tee shot to a very narrow target where, you know, you're going to lose the ball mm-hmm. more often than not. You look at the ninth hole there, which yeah. is one, probably the most famous hole out there. Um, you get over the hill, and it's pretty wide. And, and so it's a little bit forgiving. And so once you know the golf course a little bit, and even if you don't, playing it for the first time, Get a caddy, obviously, for that reason. Mm-hmm. And once you have a caddy, they're going to go forward. Uh, they're going to tell you where to hit the golf ball, and they're going to look for it for you and, and find it 99% of the time. So uh, I agree that some people don't like the blind tee shots. I don't think it's as big an issue, mm-hmm. for me anyway. Uh, I think it adds to the charm of the golf course. Um, and, uh, you know, once you've played it once, exactly. you, you know where to hit it, right? I think that's, i, I got to be honest with you, that, that is part of the reason. A lot of the guys on the, on my trip this time, they've nev- they never played RCD before. And I would, I would recommend to anyone, if you're going to Northern Ireland and you're going to, to, to play golf and stay in Northern Ireland, you're not going to try to bite off a ton of the country and it's just going to do what I did where you section off North Yale. Stay at Sleeve Donard mm-hmm. in Newcastle. You've got to stay at Sleeve Donard. It, Donard, it, is, a, it, it is just a tremendous experience. In, you know, on, on people on this side of the world, it's like sleeping in a castle. Yes. I know they don't call it a castle on that side of the world, but to us, it's a castle. Uh, adjacent to Royal County Down, overlooking Royal County Down. You walk out the back of Sleeve Donner through the gates of Royal County Down. It's got a, <laughs> an elegance and a charm to it. It, it that adds to the overall experience. Stay at Sleeve Donard and play Royal County Down twice. Mm-hmm. Do it twice. If you're going to go there to play golf and be the number one golf course in the world, play it twice because to me, the blind shots are never a big deal either. They're not. To me, mm-hmm. I love the creativity, I love the charm. I love going back in time. I'm always the one that yells about people who beat on modern day architects that try to give a nod to the past and have some of that in their design. And today we hang guys for it. Today we, we get mad at them for it. And then, but in the past we we you know we allow charm for it in the set. So I say just embrace all of it, uh, as long as it's fair, as long as it doesn't cross lines, etc. Like we've seen in some U.S. Open venues or setups <laughs> over the years. Then you know it, I think it just adds to the experience. For me, the, the maybe why it lands on number one, and this is interesting, but maybe for me why this lands on number one is, A, you can't take a hole off. Mm-hmm. It is very difficult, guys. It is very hard. It might be the hardest golf course in the world, but it's not unfair and it's not stupid. It's just in your face for 18 holes with the exception of the first hole. Mm-hmm. Really, with the exception of the first hole, then you go 17 in your face, especially depending on, on where the wind's coming out of. And the other reason I think it might be number one, to a, and if you're a purist, and if you're someone who loves architecture and design, a lot of my other favorite golf courses in the world, Turnberry, Old Head, um, try, trying to think off the top of my head, courses I, I love. If you remove them off the ocean, if you take them off the, the ocean, are they still in the top 10 golf courses in the world? And then let that debate begin. When it comes to Royal County Down, you to take it off the ocean and drop it anywhere, inland, anywhere you want, it is still the same, exact same golf course as it is seaside. You you lose some vistas, you lose some views, but the experience from tee to green is exactly the same. Would you agree? 
Yeah, it would, and, and it's funny that a lot of people don't um, really mention the views when they when they go to play Royal County Down. And yeah, you get on the second tee and you're right adjacent to the sea, and even three runs along the sea, and mm-hmm. then and then you get up onto five and six and uh, and seven, and and you're overlooking the sea. And you can look back, but I don't know if it's because everybody's so concentrating on on playing the golf course and not getting beat up that they're focusing in front of themselves and they don't really see the sea. I'm not sure if that's what it is, but it's a good point that you know that golf course has just sets up so well to the eye and 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 just when you're the views you have off each tee are just so beautiful that it doesn't matter that the sea's there. So if it was a bit inland, I mean it wouldn't if it still played as a Lynx golf course, right? right? Which mm-hmm. it has to do. Um yeah, it's it's just an, an incredible course no matter what the setting. Um and uh Well if you say that to me, I can't say the same thing about Pebble Beach. I can't say the same right. thing about Old Head. I can't say the same thing about Turnberry. Do I still love those golf courses? Do I still think they're great golf courses? Yes. But do they lose a huge mm. part of their soul and who they are? 100%. Yeah. Royal County down? Not so much. For, for comparison's sake, um, the first time or the only time I've been to Cabot Links, it felt like standing on that first tee, it felt like Royal County down to me. Like it's mm-hmm. the same sort of look, kind of look the same. Um, but yeah, it's just there's not enough words just to talk about just how dominant how great guys we only have a couple minutes left we got to uh wrap up uh our venture of rcd i will say this if you have an opportunity to do it play play royal county down twice do yourself a favor go out in the afternoon and have some fun and play the ainsley links it's the short course it is a tremendous amount of fun it is a collection of short par fours and par threes there is trouble everywhere it's a great team event you go out we went and played a scramble we were tired so we won't play scramble you can try to drive par fours try shots that you never really get to see anywhere else in the world, and it, it is dirt cheap to go play it, and it is nothing but a blast. So I, I strongly suggest Royal County Down twice on your trip and make an afternoon somewhere along the way and play the Ainsley. Okay, guys, before we wrap up Royal County Down, quickly around the horn, favorite holes. For me, uh, par, par three-fourth on the front and par nine, par four-ninth. Four and nine on the front are just, hard for me, hard to pick better holes for me. And I love uh, the little uh, corner of fourteen fifteen on the backside mm. where you kind of turn around and come back. There's a great par three there at the 14th, but more importantly, that par four 15. That is such a good hole. That might be my favorite hole on the back nine. That is a tremendous par four. Guys, Adam, for you, favorite holes? For me, number three on the front side, uh, just the dominating. Uh, you re- you got to hit the fairway. There's more room to the left. And then there's this bunker about 20 to 30 yards short of the green that you have to fly. It's sort of deceptive. And a challenging green as well. Uh, for me, the back nine, 16. Uh, it's, it's a nice risk-reward par, par four. four. Yep. If you try to go for it like I did the first time, I lost a golf ball. Surprise, <laughs> surprise. But if you lay up, it's still a challenging wedge shot because if you're long at all, you're going over the back. It's just a challenging hole. And, yeah, I, I, I agree. And you guys stole, really, most <laughs> stole of the yeah. holes. I mean, what am I supposed to say now? The par threes on the front nine They're me, so good. Both of them. You mentioned four. <clears throat> and, and they're very different. Four, over 200 yards, you know, a, a relatively relatively large target, but it doesn't look that large when you're hitting mm-hmm. from over 200 yards. <laughs> great hole. Seven is a yeah. short par three, and I love short par threes. Yeah. I think they're great holes. They're well de- they have to be well designed. Uh-huh. And it has a fall off on the back. Um, it's just well protected. If you miss the green, you can make five in a hurry, but it's a good short hole. Uh, on the back nine, I love 13. 13's a, a oh, par a four that's a, yes. a risk-reward off the tee. You can try to try to uh, hit it up the left side and, and, and hit that narrow fairway to have a shorter shot into the dogleg right or lay back and have a bit of a blind shot into the hole. So it has, gives you gives mm-hmm. you options. Mm-hmm. 
guys, we got to go. On the other side, we're going to talk a little bit about the Open Championship, a little bit about Royal Portrush. But again, play Royal County down twice, stay at Sleeve Donard, and find a way to squeeze in the Ainsley Links, and it will be an experience yourself. In fact, most of my guys said they loved it so much, they said we could come here for a week, stay at Sleeve Donner, and just play yeah. these two golf courses and be happier than uh, mm. than they could possibly be. So there you have it. But on the other side, how do you follow up Royal County Down, guys? Royal Portrush. <laughs> it's the only way to do it. This is our Golf Away Tours, Tourism Ireland travel special right here on GTC. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by TaylorMade and the speed-injected Twistface M5 and M6 drivers. Everybody gets faster in 2019. Visit TaylorMade.ca for more information or to book your custom fitting today. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Tourism Ireland, home of the 2019 Open Championship. Visit GolfAwayTours.com to book your Irish golf adventure. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada, a very special edition. It is a Tourism Ireland version of Golf Talk Canada, just taking you on a voyage around Ireland, the country that is uh, our favorite to play golf. TJ Rule Rule from Golfway Tours with me in studio and Adam Scully, master producer and co-host as we talk a little bit about our favorite moments and some of the places we visited in the last 12 months. And guys, before we kind of continue our trip here of the courses and the venues and what to anticipate and experience, we've, we've landed at Royal Portrush Golf Club. And before we talk about the golf club, just some thoughts on this year's Open Championship and just the, the story kind of uh, fairy tale storybook ending that is Shane Lowry. Uh, Adam, could you write a better story, really, that, that you know, a journeyman kind of blue-collar type of Irish golfer gets it done? Uh, and just the way that the town and the country embraced the Open Championship for the first time in 60 years. Well, you know, going into the week, it was, hey, what if Rory McIlroy goes on to win? And if Rory doesn't win, what if Graham McDowell goes? He played as all his... Uh, golf growing up there. But Shane Lowry, you know, it, it it was a storybook finish because, what, it's a town of less than 10,000 people? Yeah. Oh, yes. And, and we stayed, uh, I, I was there two of the days, and, and we stayed at, at an Airbnb 500 meters from the golf course. And, like, it's a tiny town. And just to see uh, everyone embrace it, just the beauty of it, uh, as I said in segment one, magic. Like, it was just, it, I'm getting goosebumps right now thinking about it. Um, and But for, and another good thing about it, we got all conditions, like you said earlier. Uh, I was there on the Saturday. It, it was like playing in a dome. There was zero wind. Almost, it was like 10 of those days a year. Yeah, and then Sunday they moved up the tee times, and the weather was still carnage for a good portion of that round. It was just an unbelievable experience in tournament. TJ, did you enjoy the Open more this year? I, I know you've played a lot of the Open road of courses, but because of what it meant to Ireland, because it's been a long time and the country's been gearing up for this, but also how much you love Royal Portrush. It's one of your favorite golf courses as well in the world, and to see the best in the world go around it, did you have a, a I guess, I don't know, a special relationship with the broadcast, so to speak, for lack of a better term? Well, to start off, I'm certainly jealous of <clears throat> Scully for being over there. I, <laughs> I don't know why I didn't go over this year. Like, yeah. That was the one to go to, and I I really did want to go, but it was uh, it was tough for me to get away. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. 
So instead, I got up at three in the morning, uh, yeah. and I, the, I like to get up and watch the Open Championship. It's, it's one of my favorite mm-hmm. tournaments to watch. That and the Masters are the top two. Um, this year, even more so. I was so excited to watch it on this golf course. I had visited the course through uh, a Tourism Ireland event, Tourism Northern Ireland event, uh, in April, so a couple months before the Open. Uh, got to walk the golf course and, and play a little bit of it. And it just... You know, to be able to see the pros play the new holes that they design and play the golf course the way it was set up, I was super excited to watch it. And, and the fact that it hadn't been there since 1951. Um, and, you know, the whole country really rallied around yeah, it. And very much so. being, being in the tourism industry, I know that Tourism Northern Ireland, Tourism Ireland, and, and all of the suppliers in the area were all behind this. And they were looking forward to it for, uh, I'm telling you, four or we're five years, years, right? And, and they knocked it out of the park. It was mm-hmm. just the most special event. Everybody over there had the same feeling. You know, the weather, you had a little bit of everything, which is good. You had a great champion. You had just everything went well. You know, if Rory had made one more birdie on the Friday, it would have been perfect, I guess. But, you know, other than that, it was just a special, special event. And, yeah, goosebumps right now Mm -hmm. talking about it. Mm -hmm. Uh, The the, the Dunluce course, the championship course, which hosted the the Open this year, uh, it was a great, that's a great segue, uh, Teej, because, you know, talking about the work and the ramp up to get ready for this. A lot of the talk was around the new holes, seven and eight. <laughs> and now to get to the golf course, I got to tell you guys, seven and eight, arguably, I don't know, 100%, arguably my favorite holes on the golf course, the two new holes. And they look like they have been there for 150 years. How good are those holes? And do you, are, do you have the same sensations I do? Like, if you, if I didn't know, put it this way. If I, if you n- did not tell me that those holes were recently built, there is no way on God's green earth that I would play those golf holes and know that they were just built. Mm-hmm. They certainly fit in very well. Absolutely. <laughs> Mackenzie and Ebert did the changes and Martin Ebert was there when we were there back in April and had a little talk about it. And, uh, and it was fascinating to see, uh, you know, the work that went into it, um, to, to research the hole and, 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 you know, the 17th and 18th are the two holes they took out, mm-hmm. the original golf course. 17th had an iconic bunker, mm-hmm. Old Nessie, I believe it was called. Mm-hmm. And they recreated that on the on the new par 5 that they built. Uh, not quite as big, but it still has the same look. And, and it just fits in so well because the dunes along that area are some of the biggest dunes on the property. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, that par 5 climbing up the hill and then the par 4 coming back, two challenging holes uh, that just fit in prop- uh, properly on the golf course and didn't look out of place one bit. And it actually made the 18th hole a much stronger hole. The old 16th Couldn't hole agree. became, became a stronger finishing hole and a great spot to put all the I think they, I think they potentially, it's hard because there's not a weak hole on the golf course, but potentially they got rid of their two weakest holes and added potentially their two strongest holes mm-hmm. or two of their strongest holes. Uh, there's not a weak hole out there. Adam, what about the new holes? That's now... Yeah. When you played Royal Port Rush the first time, were those holes done? No, they were not done. Because you so, played so, the original so like we, I did the first time I was there. And this was only my first mm-hmm. time on those holes. Because back then, so the 17th, it was like sort of a shortish par 5 with that huge bunker, as you mentioned, on the right. And then 18 was a long par 4. And sort there of, wasn't much on that 18th hole. Exactly. Kind of yeah, flat, the 18th hole was, it was like 470 hole. yards, but it was pretty flat and really yes. not much to it. But, you know, that, that 7th hole, you mentioned the dunes. Um, going back, pre- preparing for the show, I watched uh, some, of the, some of the coverage again. And, you know, Tiger had some huge issues on Thursday. He actually hit his tee shot left on the par 5 seventh. And then his second shot actually hit one of the dunes. He almost like scalded this layup and it went about 30 yards. Um, and the, the good thing about those two holes is that they're facing different directions, too. So and it's not like they're going both the same way. So one's going to play into the wind. One's going to play downwind. 
Get a little bit of everything all day. And so I had a chance to stand on both holes. Uh, And that seventh hole, there's so much room left in sort of fescue and other areas that if you're going for that par five and two and miss it left, um, like Tiger made on, we watched Tiger made bogey on the Friday. It's just a good, challenging par five. I got to tell you, though, my favorite hole in the golf course comes early. Uh, The fifth hole. Drivable par four with uh, the green pushed right up against the cliff uh, as it hangs over down onto the beach into, into the ocean. I think it's a tremendous hole. Of course, I drove it to the front edge of the green and three-jacked it for a par. Mm. That, that's always enjoyable. That's a Zucchino par. That's a Zucchino par at its best. But uh, <laughs> I absolutely love that hole. But, you know, it's funny. People ask me, oh, which one do you like better? Do you like Royal Portrush or do you like RCD better? They ask me all the time. I said, well, it's hard to pick which one's a better golf course because I love them both. I would say this. Royal County Down is very similar to, to bring it into Canadian terms. It's like being a member at the National versus being a member at Hamilton. Hard to say which one's a better club, better golf course. They're both in the, like, the top five in the country usually. Or, and you can uh, insert different clubs here. Beacon Hall in the National. Mm-hmm. Et you can insert by. But if you're a member at the National Golf Club of Canada, uh, there's a certain part of you that likes to get your head beaten in. <laughs> I'm one of those people as well, Okay. <laughs> And if you're a member, say, at Hamilton or Devil's Pulpit or, you know, like, insert tremendous golf course. Again, one of the top ten in the country, but, of course, you can play every day. Of course, you got a chance on, et cetera, et cetera, right? So, for me, that's Royal Portrush and RCD in a nutshell. Royal County Down is also, in my opinion, the hardest golf course in the world. Do I want to play it twice on a vacation? 100%. Do I want to go back in the next handful of years and play it again? Hundred percent. Is it a golf course that I could play every day and still want to be a golfer? I don't know because it's so tough that in a in, in a uh, in a vacation experience, it's one thing. But on a daily basis, I don't know. Whereas Royal Portrush, I think it's a course where maybe you could be a member and maybe you could play it every day the rest of your life. Am I on? I mean, anywhere on a track, like, would you agree in, in trying to describe the differences between the two there, Teach? Yeah, I would. I I guess I don't think there's that much of a difference difficulty-wise between the two, and maybe because I've played them in different conditions than maybe you've seen, you know, over the years. Port Rush, I'll tell you, it's, um, you get a bit offline there, and that fescue's pretty thick, and, you know, you can, you can get in some trouble spots for sure. Um, they're both pretty tough golf courses, but I think they're both fair to not just the great golfer, but fair to, you know, the average golfer as well, as well, where you can spray the ball a little bit, you know, most of the time find your ball and then, and then just, you know, get it to the hole. Right. Um, so I don't know. I, I, and you and I both like playing tough golf courses and, mm-hmm. and, uh, I, I could play Royal County down every day the rest of my life. I'll tell you that. I, I, don't um, get me wrong. I and, absolutely love it. And, you, and if you did that, your game would travel oh, yeah, well. I'm 100%. Really well. I just oh don't goodness. know what, yeah. what would be left of you. After yeah, that's yeah. And listen, uh, I do think they're both fair. But I do think the margin of error on the hard hop and some of the size of the green complexes or hole locations at RCD mm-hmm. is the difference is why, in my mind, it's that much harder. There are some spots on Royal Port Rush where you can take the fat side of a flag and know the ball's going to stay on the green. Uh, there are some holes like five where if you don't want a peg driver, you can hit something to a mm-hmm. fat side of the fairway and you know easily access that green with multiple clubs in hand. 
I don't know if there's a scenario like mm-hmm. that at Royal County Down where I'm not always hitting to what feels like a 10-foot circle. Yeah. And if I don't hit it in that 10-foot circle, and I'm talking about approaches, mm-hmm. not talking about off the tee. You've got forgiveness in many areas off the tee and whatnot. But it's certainly with trying to get the ball in an area where I can make par or have an opportunity to access a hole, the target feels like 10 feet all day. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And, you know, there's such a, a great variety of holes, you know, Port Rush, too. You think of that 17th hole. You know, down the hill, Brooks Kepka drove it on the front of the green uh, in the Open this year. Henrik Stenson hit a cold shank on the Sunday and broke the club over his head. Uh, there's just, and you know, you mentioned the fifth hole, another drivable hole. There's so many different ways to play some of these holes, and um, I can't wait to get back there again. It's uh, back in 2014, it was my favorite over Royal County Down. I'd be curious to go again and play the two, what I would think, being a little older, a little better of a player, more experienced. Um, and it's just, uh, it's another great place to go. I it's like, it. wh- what do you like better? Do you like uh, chocolate brownies better or chocolate cake better? Right? It's like, that's <laughs> yeah, what we're discussing yeah. right here with these two golf courses. On the other side, we're going to hear from head golf professional Gary McNeil. He uh, had a tremendous open championship. There was a lot on his plate, but he also got to play as a mm. marker on the weekend. Made a birdie on global television. I had a chance to speak to Gary when I was at Royal Portrush earlier this year. We'll hear from him on the other side. This is our Golf Away Tours, Tourism Ireland travel special right here on GTC. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Tourism Ireland, home of the 2019 Open Championship. Visit GolfAwayTours.com to book your Irish golf adventure. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of Golf Talk Canada is brought to you by WeatherTech Canada. Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit weathertech.ca. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada, our Tourism Ireland travel special. We're going to wrap up hour one with my visit with Gary McNeil. He is the head golf professional at Royal Port Rush. There was a lot on his plate in 2019, hosting the Open Championship, and he got to peg it up with the best players in the world. Gary, first, thanks for having us uh, and our group. We've been uh, looking forward to this. This is kind of the jewel at the end of the trip for us. We've had a great time here, uh, and thank you so much. Uh, Let's talk about the obvious first. What a tremendous year for Royal Portrush and the return of the Open Championship. Uh, I know it was a great success, but for you personally and for the membership here, um, you you must be glowing with pride. Yeah, uh, there's a, a, a tremendous sense of pride now, Mark. Um, you know, after the event is over, there's a big build-up, you know, over sort of three, four, five years, you know, ahead, uh, and uh, everybody's getting themselves prepared for it. And, uh, you know, we haven't hosted an Open Championship here before, you know, uh, you know when we're talking about we, the, the, the current uh, crop of uh, staff and members, uh, you know, the Open Championship obviously been played here back in 1951, but 68 years is, is a long time. The Open has changed, uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a massive uh, undertaking now to take on something like that. So uh, um, there's a tremendous sense of, of pride now, as I was saying, but also a tremendous sense of relief that everything went so well. We had such a wonderful tournament. Um, the, the players really enjoyed the golf course. They enjoyed being in this part of the world. Uh, the north uh, coast of Northern Ireland is, is, is a beautiful place to be. And 
uh, they, they certainly em embraced that. Uh, the spectators had a good time as well. Uh, we had a great championship and, uh, and we had a great winner as well. And, uh, you know, so uh, great, great, uh, great that it's, uh, everything went so well. And, um, you know, I could do it all over again next year. <laughs> and well, and, and you got to experience it from multiple uh, positions because yeah. obviously you've been working on it for many years to, and then obviously it arrives and there's a great pride and relief. But you also got inside the ropes mm -hmm. and got a chance to play golf on the weekend. Yeah. So from a personal standpoint, what was that like to be in front of those crowds at your at your club? And it must be just absolutely a once-in-a-lifetime experience. Well, it was. And, uh, you know, I, I thought long and hard about taking it on. You know, the role of uh, the playing marker is something that, you know, it, it's not taken lightly. Uh, it, it generally falls on the club professional to uh, to either do it or provide the uh, the RNA with someone who's who's capable of doing it. Uh, I spoke to a number of, uh, or quite a number of pros at other host venues, uh, some of whom had done it, some who had, would love to have done it, but the opportunity didn't arise because it was an even number. Uh, one or two that had, uh, you know, pass it on to somebody else, and I've regretted it. You know, ever since. So I was, I was kind of determined that I would, I would do it. Um, I haven't competed for quite a long time, uh, so I had to get back over the last couple of years and start playing some local, you know, some local events and go playing some uh, some pro am events and things like that. I entered the tournament, uh, the the, the uh, you know the championship, the, the pre qualifying stages, the regional uh, qualifying. Uh, back in June, so um, you know I had something there that I was preparing for, uh, and uh, but it was it was kind of the, the the most preparation I could do for the for the event. I went and played at County Louth, which is a cracking golf course, a couple hours south of here, and uh, you know teed it up there. And uh, you know when it came round to the event itself, the, the week of the tournament, I got to you know go to the range, use the players' facilities. I was able to you know go in and out of the players' centre and uh, you know experience that as well. So uh, that was great fun. Uh, but I got some got some good preparation done. You know that week down on the range, I hit the ball quite well. I went to the uh, went up to the first tee on, um, on on Saturday morning, feeling you know reasonably confident that I, that could, that I could uh, you know give a good account of myself out there. And uh, luckily, it all went well. I, I was pleased with how I played. I felt very comfortable on on my home golf course, albeit with all those people around. Um, I mean, I played in the Irish Open in the past, right. and uh, but you know, you're typically when you're when you're playing in something like that as a sort of a, as an amateur or a, a you know club professional, you're you've got an early morning start or a late evening start there. So, uh, but it was great fun. I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I had two great uh, guys to play with, Paul uh, Paul Waring on the, on the Saturday, and then Ashton Turner on the Sunday. So um, you know, enjoyed their company, and uh, you know, they both they both seemed to enjoy themselves as well so uh, but um, I'm delighted that it went so well um, I'm still seeing some of the footage from it uh, as well so I haven't seen it all yet right but, uh, but it's, it's it's great now you spoke about the golf course so now the open is going to leave one day it will return it was mm -hmm. such a success mm -hmm. uh, but now people flock here from around the world to visit one of the greatest Lynx golf courses on the planet yeah. And it went through some changes for the Open. Mm -hmm. uh, but in your words, what makes this uh, one of the top golf courses on the planet? Why Royal, why Royal Portrush? Well, you know, it's, it's, it's such a strong golf course. Uh, you know, it, it, first of all, the setting is, is, is pretty extraordinary here as well. You know, we've, we've got such a beautiful coastline. We've got a Lynx golf course that is um, a little bit more elevated than a lot of the traditional Lynx golf courses, which tend to sit below the sand dunes. Uh, this course, there's quite a, a lot of changes of elevation as you go around there. So um, 
you know, there's a lot of uh, high tees and high green positions where you know the golfer when they're playing they really get a uh, you know they get the, the the kind of views and all the vistas and all the beautiful scenery that there is out there. Uh, on top of that, then we've got a classic. It's an old Harry Colt uh, design, uh, and uh, albeit as you were saying, we we have made a couple of adjustments. The two new holes that we that we put in, of course, we took out the old 17th and 18th holes to make way for the the tented village. They were, if we're being honest, probably the weakest holds on the golf course in terms of that scenery and and the, the you know, albeit they were challenging enough, but uh, they weren't the jaw-dropping holes that we have out on the rest of the golf course. And we got the uh, the opportunity to build two new holes in what's arguably the most scenic part of the golf course as well. Uh, and they've they've linked in beautifully with the other 16 and so we, we have a, an 80-hole golf course there which uh, there's no weaknesses in it whatsoever and the holes are you know there's no two holes that run consecutively in the same direction as well out there the course is always twisting and turning and moving through the sand hills and sand dunes and up and down and uh, I think the players really enjoyed that it was quite challenging at times during the open because uh, of course the players are dealing with winds coming from them different directions as they change from hole to hole uh, but a, a great design. It was a wonderful condition for the championship as well, uh, and uh, it's kind of you know as a lot of the players were saying, it's kind of a blend of all the the great things of the open, the other open venues, sort of in one. You know, it's got the scenery of a Turnberry, uh, you know, where it's got the the, the challenge of a Muirfield or a Carnoustie or a Birkdale or something like that. It's got some quirkiness in there as right. well, which you get at the likes of St Andrews or St George's. So it's got a wee bit of everything sort of thrown into one golf course. And, uh, you know, thankfully, the, the as I said, the event went well, but the players really, really enjoyed playing the course. Well, I can't wait to get out there. It'll be my first time since the changes. I was here uh, several years ago before the new holes yeah. were put in, so I can't wait to get back out there. Thanks so much, Gary, for your time. And thanks right. for having our group here. Yeah, pleasure, Thank Mark. So yeah, it's good to have you here too. Thank you. Great for Gary to host our group and uh, spend some time, and you can hear him in his interview how polished he is with the media getting ready for the Open Championship and what he had to do with what might be the world's biggest major championship. That wraps up Hour 1, but we got lots to get to for Hour 2. We're going to talk uh, Southwest Ireland, some other spots of the country that you might want to think of that you isn't on your radar. We'll also talk Ardglass, Castle Rock, and what I think is the best front nine in the world Port Stewart Golf Club. We're going to talk about it in Hour 2 GTC. This is our Tourism Ireland Golf Away Tours special right here on Golf Talk Canada. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, the first good decision on the golf course always starts in the closet. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit weathertech.ca. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada for blogs, podcasts, show archives, our YouTube channel, or for more information, visit us online at golftalkcanada.com. We'll be right back with more GTC. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. To plan your next golf holiday, visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. 
Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada Tourism Ireland Golf Away Tours Travel Special. All right, we've been to RCD, we've been to Royal Portrush, we've talked Open Championship, we've talked two of the top golf courses on the planet. But there's still a ton to get to because the country of Ireland offers so much more. We're going to get to it in hour two. And we're going to start with a continuation of, of kind of our trip to the north this year. And a golf course that I think boasts the possibly the best front nine on the planet. And I really mean that. I have said time and time again, if you want the best 18 imaginary 18 holes in the world, you take the front nine at Royal uh, at sorry, you take the front nine at Port Stewart. And you take the back nine at Trey Lee in the Southwest. You take those two nines, and you might have the best 18-hole golf course in the world. Now, we went up, our group, and we stayed at the Bushmills Inn. And when we played Royal Portrush, when we played the courses up in the Northwest, that was our home at the Bushmills Inn. Just a tremendous group of people that run the Bushmills Inn. The hospitality there is incredible. You pull in, we have the Canadian flag hoisted above the Bushmills Inn. Like they had the the arms open, the doors open, just a a great pub in the back that uh, we closed too many times. In fact, we kept. You know! A couple of 4 a.m.ers. 4 a.m.ers? 4 a.m.ers and then getting up and playing golf the next day. Yeah, there was um, uh, a good one. Taking a deep floor. And the food at the Bushmills Inn, tremendous. So if you're going to do this trip, you're going to go to that part of the world, you got to do Bushmills Inn. But Port Stewart, here are my thoughts, TJ. You You know how I feel about the front nine at Port Stewart Golf Club. But after my trip this year, I underrated the back nine. Mm -hmm. The back nine is fantastic. I think the first time around that golf course a couple of years ago, the front nine was so overwhelming that I was still trying to get over it while I was playing the back nine. It was kind of just kind of coasting through the back. But this time, because I knew what to expect on the front, I had a greater appreciation for the back than ever before. But Port Stewart, where does it sit for you? I love Port Stewart. It's it's it, like you said, the front nine is is dramatic. You stand on that uh, on that first tee, and some people say it's the best first tee view. Uh, of any course over there, uh, you're you're overlooking the sea. You're up high, right beside the clubhouse. Uh, great tough par four to start, and then you, and then you get into it, right? I mean, the dunes and and the elevation changes for the front nine uh, has a couple of of awesome par threes. Um, it's just it's just dramatic. It, it's more dramatic than most golf courses over there. And like you said, the back nine certainly doesn't have that drama, but it definitely is. It's a very strong nine holes. It's it's unique in some ways. It has back-to-back par fives. The second one, mm-hmm. I believe, is the 14th hole. Climbs up the hill. Has an awesome green green setting in, in the dunes as well, but but not right against the sea. So it just doesn't quite have that mm-hmm. same right. same drama. But, I mean, such strong holes. And um, it's it's a golf course that we always get great feedback from our from our clients when they go play it because uh, because of the of the dramatic setting and uh, and the great holes and and again there aren't really any weak golf holes out there no, I mean it's just strong all. all the way around and uh, I I love playing it did the front nine blow you away skulls it blew me away this time it blew me away back in 2014 it's just there's so many great holes that you know that fifth hole with the massive dunes on either side it's just a good 450 yard par four depending on the wind mm-hmm. it's it's a three shot hole potentially um, and if you know and then the back nine too. Um, like you said, if the first time around I was sort of, eh, it's pretty good. But this time, like, you know, we talked about a lot going into the trip. Yeah. Cause I, like, I always say to you all the time, I say it on the air yeah. often if people ask me, cause I get questions like, mm-hmm. you know, what's your mm-hmm. favorite stuff too? And I would say, all oh, my favorite golf courses in the world are probably all favorite, not best. I just say, you know, cause I think Royal County and Royal Portrush are probably two of the best in the world, but my favorite golf experience mm-hmm. in the world is still old head in Kinsale. 
But yep. I said, if you told me what's the best imaginary golf course, front nine at Port Stewart, back nine at Trey Lee. Well, it's funny, too, that the starter for us that day said the exact same thing. Come on. Uh, yeah, and a personal story as well. So uh, 18th hole, it, uh, this was our last round of the trip. So we, we wanted to finish on a high note. Uh, we'd watched the Open earlier that day, went to Port Stewart. It was just like the dream golf day anywhere. Uh, I had a 10-foot birdie putt on the 18th hole. On my last trip, our last round was at Enniscrown. I had a 15-foot birdie putt, left it short in the jaws. I said, I'm not leaving this one short. <laughs> Made it for birdie Bang. to end the trip. Uh, uh, but a great golf course. I can't wait to play it again, too. Uh, you know, uh, and everybody knows. Like, so when you're going to Northern Ireland, everyone's got RCD, Port, Port Stewart, and Royal County down. But two other golf courses we played on this trip that I think are, are must-plays. Now, Ardglass, I have played before, Ardglass Golf Club, and it, and it is tremendous. And I was telling the guys on this trip that that's going to be the one that surprises them and how much they enjoy it. And I think it's a great first place to start, especially if you're using Dublin as a point in and a point out. I think Arglass is a wonderful first golf course. A, you get wow factor to the guys on the trip because the first three or four holes at Arglass have a ton of wow factor up the cliffside and whatnot. And then you get that again on a back nine stretch uh, when you turn to come home. But also, it is so playable, TJ, for a first round in Ireland, especially if you have some bad weather, some rough weather, you can still get around the golf course. There's places to hit it. The fun factor is through the roof at Ardglass. You stand there, with, which is what is the oldest building used as a clubhouse for golf in the world. It's basically a castle behind the first tee. I mean, can you have more fun on a, go- on a, go- on a first round golf course? And it doesn't even have to be the first round, but I yeah. agree with you. It's a great first round, um, but you're going to have fun there. I mean, the one thing that they do better than probably any other course over there is hospitality. And so when you're there, you're just welcome. They want you to be there and they love that you're there. And so that's one thing that really uh, enhances the experience at our glass and, and the feedback that we get from our clients. They just love golf course aside. And then the golf course itself has all those holes. Like the first green, the first green is in such an incredible setting yeah. and then you're up on a cliff. I mean, it's a cliff top golf course. And then you get to the second hole and you're standing right above the sea. And uh, it's just, again, I keep using the word dramatic, but it is. And you just, you can't, you get blown away by it. Right. And so, um, you know, it's an experience that nobody's going to forget. The first time I ever went there was unbelievable. I went there by myself years ago. They said, okay, you're going to play. You're going to play with our club captain and two other members that are playing in their club championship. And I thought, what? And they just that's they just wanted me to play. So there any way they could get me on the golf course, right? right? And we went around. We had a fun match. One guy played uh, in a pub that night. They invited me to come along. We just <laughs> had a bunch of beers with them. They just wanted me to have such a great time. So Amazing. the the one the one thing I always great take away from there is, is the hospitality, but yeah, yeah, the par threes are amazing. You're right. um, they're doing some changes to the golf course. They're always improving it what, as well. What, they're do doing, you know what they're doing this year. They're doing all the right now, uh, actually, and you can follow it online. They're, they're doing all the bunkers on 18. They've done a lot of the bunkers on the golf course in the last, uh, in the last year, year and a half. Um, the, the par three 12th hole, they've, they've created a new tee down low, which changes the, um, the angle at the green and makes it uh, it makes it a pretty spectacular uh, spectacular hole from there. So they're constantly improving the course, and it's just an it's a place that I always recommend people go to. And a lot of people haven't heard about it, like you yeah, said. I, they go to RCD, they go to Port Rush. 
you have to include this one on your If on you your don't, you are losing out on trip. a tremendous experience. Absolutely. 100%. Just, and you're awesome. right about the people and the hospitality. Yeah. We, we hung around there quite a bit afterwards. Yeah. And, and stayed and <laughs> had some food, had some pints. We didn't want to go. Yeah, Paul yeah. Vaughn's the head pro go. there. He, him and his yeah. crew take care of everybody. 100%. They're just, it's the, it's the best uh, hospitality. Uh, the other course we played on, to kind of wrap up our visit of, of Northern Ireland, uh, was a course I it was the only golf course that I had not played on the trip before. Now, it, with that being said, I hadn't played Royal Portrush since the changes. Right. But I've been right. to Royal Portrush and played the the previous layout. I had never been to Castle Rock uh, before uh, and didn't know what to expect. And I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, not that I was surprised because you know you kind of anticipate if TJ tells me to go play a golf course or sets it up on a trip. Anybody at Golf Away Tour says you should include this. They know what they're doing. So I, I the bar is already pretty up there, you know. And anytime I've been on with TJ on a, on a, on a on a media trip or whatever and played courses that I didn't know, they've been tremendous. Castle Rock, no different. And it was interesting because I I'd love to know. I'd love to talk to to the designers. Because to me, there were some certain spots on Castle Rock that were certainly a nod or like a, a little bit of an homage to some famous holes around the world. One, par five on the front that's called tra- uh, uh, train tracks. It's called, uh, or railroad, excuse me. Uh, it's a long par five. Goes uh, railway right up the right side. Bunker pinches it in on the left. Landing spot, if you go for the green and twos, about a hallway uh, wide. I'm like, this is playing Carnoustie. Mm. I'm like, this is Hogan's Alley. Right. They've, they've fl- they have done a mere design, a mere flip image of Hogan's Alley, almost to a T. Yeah. Uh, coming in, as we get closer to the town of Ardglass, there's a par five where you hit blind up a hill. You come up over the rise, and it exposes and, and kind of reveals the town of Ardglass. Yeah. Can't help but think of number nine at, at, at Royal County Down and, and, and just the town being put on display and, and yeah, the really kind of true. sensation that you're coming home. So there's, there are certainly some romantic things around that golf course. And let me tell you right now, coming in on the front nine at Castle Rock, I mean, you better have your A game. Mm-hmm. It is one par four after another in your face, prevailing wind at you, one driver four iron, driver three wood, driver hybrid, nut them both and keep your fingers crossed after another. And then a par three that is just protected by all sides into the wind, 200 yards. I mean, the last three holes on that front side, you know, if you've got a day going, because there are some par fives that you can get coming out of the gates, and you can get a good score going at Castle Rock, and you better you better get that good score early, because <laughs> coming home, not so much the case. Have you had an opportunity to, to, to visit Castle Rocks? Yeah, yeah, of course. I've played it a, a few times, and this year they made some, a, a number of changes uh, a couple of years ago, and, and uh, I got to play it again this year. And uh, I, I, It's a fun golf course to play, and like you said, there, is, there are some tough stretches, but the thing I really like about Castle Rock, I think it has really good flow to it. Right, you start off, and the first couple holes aren't too bad. You know, you kind of get into it. Then you go along the railroad tracks, and and the par three, and then and then there's a five three five, I think, and you know, tough holes along the tracks, and then it comes back, and there's a couple of shorter par fours, and it just kind of like has a really good flow to it. And so, and then you get into the dunes, and nine is an exceptional oh, par three, seven um, eight nine into the wind, which absolutely. is what we had. Yeah, it was very special, it was very very tough, and then and then it loops back again, and um, you know, it's it's a really cool. 
uh, golf course, fun to play, not going to really beat you up, but going to be a lot of fun. They also have a nine-hole course there that is really fun to play and more in the dunes and, and maybe even a little more spectacular. So to do a 27-hole day there is great. And uh, again, similar to Artglass, they really want you to be there. And so the, the not, not that other courses don't, but you know those courses that go the extra mile, right? And, and Artglass does it and so does Castle Rock. So it's it's a great place to to go on to to include on this. Well, on because you know, Irish I think part trip. of that just to wrap this up because because we are running out of time. But to wrap this up, I think part of your your point, TJ, with the hospitality of courses like Ardglass and Castle Rock, places like that. It's not that the other ones aren't hospitable at all. They're, it's no. Irish hospitality. It's hard to beat. Yeah. You know, uh, the the thing I think is is that if you were to take Ardglass and Castle Rock and drop them in other parts of the world, they'd be they'd be the courses that are number one in yeah. the state, number one in the province, number one in this. Because they are down the road from places like Royal Portrush and our Royal County Down. They live in the shadow. So it, it kind of creates that, you know, we're going to fight harder for your business or we're going to be a little bit. And, and, and it's, it's amazing because anywhere else in the world you drop these golf courses, they're the Royal County Down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're the Royal Portrush. And I think that's potentially what, what, yeah, what goes absolutely. on. On the other side, we're going to switch gears. We're going to leave the north. There's lots going on in this country. And some of us are going to visit it next year. <coughs> we'll talk about <laughs> wait, it next. Wait, nudge, nudge. <laughs> this is our Irish tourism special right here on GTC. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. To plan your next golf holiday, visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Cedar Bray Golf Club. Only 30 minutes from downtown Toronto, with flexible membership packages and one of Canada's top 100 golf courses. Cedar Bray is the place to be. Visit cedarbraygolf.com for more information. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to our Golf Away Tours, Tourism Ireland Travel Special right here on GTC. It's Aquino Scully and TJ Rule from Golf Away Tours, and we've wrapped up the north. So let's talk other areas of golf in the country of Ireland. I'll be heading to the southwest in August of 2020, which is uh, still, I don't know how, I, I still my favorite. And I think it's my favorite for a few reasons. One, the town of Killarney. Uh, I'm a fan of the Killarney Plaza Hotel. It's not your only option there. There's a bunch of options there, but that's my favorite place to stay. And the town of Killarney is just, uh, it's just a special place, a special charm. That's where I like to hang my hat. Um, I brought my wife there on her 40th birthday. And, she, you know, Heather, we didn't bring the golf clubs. We went and we just did Killarney. We just did the Ring of Cork and did other things that were Irish, Ireland and Irish. And uh, we absolutely loved it. But uh, next year, we're going to land in Dublin, which is a huge component of most of these trips, DJ. And then we're going to make our way to Southwest, starting with a golf course, Adair Manor, which is going to get the Ryder Cup in 2026 and just went through a million, 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 million dollar renovation. More, actually. Yeah, more. <laughs> I don't know if we could actually put a price tag on the amount of One money they million, spent. One million, get yeah, million dollars. It was unbelievable because I visited for lunch. Haven't played it since the reno and the changes. But we're going to start there. Then we're going to go to Dune Bag. Then we're going to go to La Hinch. Then we're going to go to Bally Bunyan, then Trey Lee, then Old Head and Kinsale, oh. 
make our way back to Dublin and stop for a night at the K Club, which has hosted oh. a Ryder Cup in the past, and we're going to call it a trip. And I don't know if it can get better than that. Not terrible, is it? <laughs> I'll tell you. That's pretty good. I mean, you're, you're hitting all the top ones. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's such a typical trip for us, to be honest, in, in terms of people wanting to go to the Southwest and hitting all the top courses. Um, you mentioned Killarney. As the Irish say, there's great crack in, in, in Killarney, great nightlife, great social, right? There's so many pubs and restaurants and everything, so it's the place to stay. And it really is sort of the middle of the wheel with spokes going out on, in all different directions for where the golf courses are. And um, the one thing with the Southwest, there is a little bit more driving, right? Yeah, you, yes. mm-hmm. That's why it's great to get a coach, right, and a coach driver. Yep. So you don't have to worry about doing all the driving because it's, you know, an hour and a half this way and an hour and a quarter that way and two hours down to Old Head, there's a bit of driving. But, man, to get those courses and and, and check those off the list, you know, the best of the best. You mentioned Tralee before with the the back nine there. my favorite back nine in the world. Being incredible. The front nine's not so bad either. It's not that, no. Front nine's incredible. Just like Port Port Stewart, right? uh, Adam texted me, TJ, this year after the round, he said, You've underrated the front nine. Oh my god! Yeah. And I well, did the same thing. I did the same thing at Trey Lee that mm-hmm. I did the Port Stewart. Mm-hmm. It's just you fell in love with the the one nine is. It's just so yeah. good that you forget. Like it, you're right. But it's, two it's, through six, like go along, uh, right along the water and, and the par five, holes. the par three with the castle in the yeah, back. Yeah, absolutely. Oh no, it's so great. good. It's so, unbelievable. Yeah, and then Bally Bunyan, you yeah. know, as you mentioned earlier in the show, you know, you just run into Tom Watson there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just happened to bump into him. But again, dramatic. Just just one of the best golf courses in the world. Lahinch with you know some quirkiness to mm-hmm. it, host of the Irish Open, you know, just some fun, a blind par three, but, you know, some unbelievable. It's just, there's such a great variety down there. And then you get the old head. Again, your favorite golf experience. Well, it's my favorite golf experience in the world. And I should say this, it is, it is not a traditional Irish golf experience in the sense that it doesn't look or feel like a game. Well, it's not links. It's not links. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what I and that's what, And that's what... North Americans generally go over there for sure. is Lynx golf. And, and I get that, which is, which is Adair, Adair Manor yeah. and Cake Hub are two, uh, two of the courses that people play that are uh, Parkland courses. But, um, yeah, Old Head, although it's not traditional Lynx, it's a cliff talk golf course, you can't get a more dramatic setting. And as you said, when, when we went there, and it was my first time playing it when we went there together, and I was pleasantly surprised at the golf course. It was way better than I expected. Mm-hmm. Um, the golf course itself I don't think gets enough respect from the traditionalists uh, in, in terms of how great a golf, golf course it is. So it's certainly a, an experience that people have to. If you like heli golf, <laughs> yeah, which right. I adore, I love the tips at uh, Whistling Straits, and I love the tips at Keough Island, and I love, <laughs> love being on the tips up. at Turnberry, coming on eight mm-hmm. holes along the coastline in Scotland, and yeah. the and and the lighthouse and the wind crashing. If you like heli golf, and you want like dramatic experiences, yeah. then I don't think. There's a better golf course in the world, a better golf experience for that in the world yeah. than old. And, and you look out over the sea, and we were when we were there, there were whales out there. You could see. I mean, it was it's just an incredible setting. Right? You were 500 feet yeah. above the ocean all day, and I would say you have views of the ocean from 16 holes, yeah. maybe 15. Yeah. And I would say out of those 15, 16 holes of views of the ocean. Nine to twelve of them play kind of cliffside. Yeah, to some degree, oh, it's spectacular. Like it's over the top. It's yeah. almost like 
Uh, it's almost like it's been computer generated yeah. to a certain degree. Absolutely. Yeah, under- and then you can stay there as well. They have rooms yes. right underneath the clubhouse overlooking, you know, the lighthouse and the sea. And I mean, what a setting to sit there and play two rounds there. Like you said, <laughs> uh, you know, playing two rounds of County Down, play two rounds at Old Head and stay the night. I was going to say, awesome the only spot. regret I have about our trip in August is that it, it was under so much demand that to get the rooms and to get the golf and everything in August at all, it was impossible to get uh, right. the two rounds and the rooms. We could have got the two room, the, two, the we could have got the two rounds, couldn't get the rooms because yeah. the demand is so, so. So we only have the one round at, at Old Head, and that's my only regret. But because of that, I get to play, play the K Club for the first time well, and stay true. at That'll the K fun. Club for the mm-hmm. first time. And you know what? No one's feeling sorry for this no, guy. No, not at all. Uh, and the one we didn't mention in the Southwest, uh, that, that's almost the opposite old head in a way, in, in, in the sense that it's a lot more traditional links golf opposite. course, is Waterville. And it's a course that people just love because it's just, it's there in front of you. There's no, it's not tricked up at all. It's a great course. It has some nice dunes, but it's not a hard walk. It's relatively flat walk, but, but dramatic dunes still, and just a solid, solid golf course. I, I would say this. If, if you are a fan of traditional links, if your favorite golf courses in the world are uh, Royal County Down, Carnoustie, uh, Carnoustie mm-hmm. uh, maybe the Jubilee or the new at the old course, uh, Royal Troon, if those are your favorite golf courses in the world, then your favorite golf course in Southwest Ireland is going to be Waterville. Absolutely. Hands down. And you will hear many people that come back from Southwest Ireland and tell you uh, that Waterville is their absolute favorite. They're different guys than I am. I loved Waterville. Don't get me wrong. I absolutely mm-hmm. enjoyed it because I enjoy all those golf courses that I just listed. But my favorite type of golf is the... Uh, you know the old head, the Turnberry, the Royal Port Rush, uh, Royal County. Like I like Ardglass, the first five Dramatic, six holes of yeah. Ardglass. I like that Bally Bunyan. Like, mm-hmm. are there bigger mm-hmm. dunes in the world than Bally Bunyan? So that's that's why you need to see more in the northwest of Ireland, right? And right. We've let's, about in fact, it, so. let's talk a little bit about that, TJ, because I can't tell my audience about that because I've never been there. And Scully, you've been there, right? You've played you played Enniscrone, you said played Enniscrone. Five, yeah, five years ago, played yeah. Karn as well. If you, you talk yeah. about, again, a front nine, back nine differential. The mm-hmm. front nine at Enniscrone kind of just, it, it's it's very nice again, but doesn't blow you away. Then you get to the back nine, into mm-hmm. these dunes. These will be the biggest dunes you've seen. They're really? big. They are spectacular. And those holes, I'll tell you, you got to play that back nine at, at Enniscrone. We'll play all 18. <laughs> Karn is another one, 27 holes there. Mm-hmm. Again, it's it's like some describe it as like playing on the moon. It's so it's so rugged and rough. And Especially just that first pure, hole. Yeah, right? that's just it's that just first tee shot. Absolutely. And just, again, it's it's way out there. It's a bit of a trek to get there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just keep driving and driving to the end of the world, and you get there, and, and again, it's just a dramatic setting. So if you go to that so, part of the world, what what's the loop look like? So the thing is, and the great thing about that part of the world is that it's it's a lot cheaper. So the people who are worried about playing... Are you on the euro the big, or the pound? The euro there. So when people who are paying the big... Don't want to pay the big bucks to play the top courses. These courses offer just as great an experience at, at a fraction of the cost. So you're playing the Carn and the Enniscrone and County Sligo or Ross's mm-hmm. Point, Donegal, and then get up into Rossapenna mm-hmm. and all the way up to Ballyliffin where they had the Irish Open right. a couple of years ago. So that trek through Northwest Ireland is a lot of people do it as their second or third trip to Ireland because they want to tick the boxes, right, in the right. first couple of trips. But if people are worried about cost, that's the place to go. You're going to get the great Irish experience as well, a little bit more of an Irish experience in the small towns, not quite as touristy as like a Killarney, right. um, and then just as dramatic golf. And I will say this, just to wrap up the segment, because on the other side, we're going to talk about uh, essentials 
for Irish golf trips in terms of drivers, buses, what to wear, what to experience maybe outside of golf. Like mm-hmm. expert insight from TJ Rule and guys that have done this many times. I can say this to wrap this up. I know where I'm going in 2021. <laughs> right on. Right on. Let's do it. We're going to 2021. We're going to have to do that trip. And I will say this. That part of Ireland, uh, there is a Doug Carrick design coming and a Tom Doak design coming mm. within the next 24 months to the northwest part of Ireland that's going to be added to this rota that you're talking about that are just early mm. stage projects that have picked up maybe the last two incredible pieces of land maybe left. And why not? Add some more good ones, right? Yeah, yeah, why yeah not? absolutely. On the other side, what do you wear? What do you eat? Do you get a driver? Do you need a bus? These are things you need to know. We're going to get into it next. Our Tourism Ireland Golf Away Tours travel special right here on GTC. This segment of GTC, presented by Acura, was brought to you by Cedar Bray Golf Club. Only 30 minutes from downtown Toronto, with flexible membership packages and one of Canada's top 100 golf courses. Cedar Bray is the place to be. Visit cedarbraygolf.com for more information. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Adidas Golf and the all-new Addy Power Forged. Increased stability exactly where you need it. Visit adidasgolf.ca. Adidas, geared for more. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to our Tourism Ireland Golf Away Tours Golf Talk Canada travel special as we Wrapping up, we only have about 30 minutes left in today's show, and we've kind of taken a tour of of almost all parts of Ireland to a certain degree. Obviously, there's some great golf around Dublin that we we weren't able to touch on too much. We hinted at some of them, but all great trips really start in Dublin. That's where most of these trips start, in and out of Dublin, and especially if you're flying somewhere, anywhere from Canada, whether it be Montreal or Toronto or Vancouver or Winnipeg, wherever your starting point is, eventually you tend to land in Dublin. So I would say this, uh, before we get into essentials of trips, if you're going to spend a few days in Dublin, I would do so, especially if you've never been before. If it's your first time, add a day or two on the back end. Do the Guinness uh, uh, oh, yeah. uh, factory, a tremendous tour at the Guinness factory. Add some rounds of golf if you want in the Dublin area. Do Temple Bar. <laughs> uh, just experience Dublin. It, wonderful uh, place uh, and you would not be upset to add a couple of non-golf days or even the odd golf round in the Dublin area depends on how much you have left in your system but uh, trip lands in Dublin and starts with a great driver and a great coach you know what especially if you're more than four people especially if you're more than four people I can't stress enough get a driver get a coach get a bus and get a good one. Michael Guerin's my boy. Michael's the best. Love Michael. He's already got my itinerary for next year. I've <laughs> already sent it to my itinerary for next year. Well, uh, Michael's company, Teach? I carry coaches. So uh, they're based out of Killarney uh, or down the southwest. And, but they do um, all of... Uh, oh, they do. Yeah. All, of, all of Ireland. And they're one of the better companies. We use them quite a bit. Michael, as you said, is one of the best drivers. And to put up with you and your crew for a couple <laughs> of years, I mean, he must be a, must be a saint, <laughs> special right? Special breed, He's yeah. Special, special person. So, um, and you're right. I mean, getting a driver just adds to the experience, doesn't it? And I understand, you know, if it's a smaller group, if it's only four, the cost, it does drive up quite a bit when mm-hmm. you get a coach. 
Uh, when you split it amongst eight people or 12, it's a no-brainer. No. When it's four, the, the issue with four is that, the, you know, if you're going to drive yourself, there are some challenges to driving over there. Oh, yes. Um, and, the, mm-hmm. and the sizes of vehicles. That's, that's the main uh, issue that we have uh, in setting people up with, as a foursome. So you get a foursome with golf bags and, and, and your luggage and, and everything else. And even, even if you're not always, you don't always have all that luggage in there on the golf days, you need to get the destinations with that much luggage in there. And their minivans, as they call them, are a lot smaller than ours over here in North America. So you really can't fit in with four unless you're a very efficient 100%. packer. Um, so now you got to go up to like a nine seater, which is basically the next size vehicle. Now try driving that yourself. Try driving that on the other side of the road on the small Irish <laughs> no roads. No chance. Well, you're going down these roads, and a lorry's coming the other way, right. and you got a, and you got a, a, a wall on one side, and, and the truck coming the other it's not way, worth it. and 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 a hundred kilometers an hour posted on the side. And you're like, yeah. how, okay. how the heck am I yeah. doing this? It's not worth so it. So I I love driving over there. I've done it enough, but for people who aren't quite as comfortable driving, um, it's also difficult sometimes to get an automatic transmission. So now you're shifting with your left hand, and I mean there are a lot of challenges. So get a driver. It just adds yeah. to the experience. You get on there. You have a beer or two, a shot of whiskey, you play some cards, yes. you know, you, mm-hmm. you, you just the chat with the guys. The travel time is the, now part of the trip. Absolutely. Exactly. And, then, and then you're coming back from the golf course, you're deconstructing your round of golf, and all of a sudden you're back at the hotel. So it's the way to go, and, and as you said, Michael's one of the best. Uh, okay, guys, essentials here. So other than a driver, other than a quality driver and vehicle to take you around for the size of your group and, and making that part of the journey, which is a must, the first thing that comes to mind for me when we talk about essentials for an Irish golf adventure, is gear. Mm-hmm. Proper gear. Adam, if you don't have a good rain suit, or if you don't have rain gloves, and you don't have you know, some type of synthetic layer of something, and dress properly in layers, so, you, so when the sun comes out and summer arrives in 15 minutes, mm-hmm. that you can take this stuff off, I mean, you better start investing in this stuff now. You know, one thing that I that worked really well for me and I'd recommend is going with the shorts and rain pants route. Uh, if, if you wear uh, regular golf pants, put rain pants over, you're just going to sweat to death. Right. Um, and so if it's a day, like if it's if it's a decently nice day, throw some shorts on, uh, you know, a sweater, you know, have some layers. But if the rain comes, you can have the rain pants right there ready to go. Uh, and you're not going to overheat as well. Um, this might be the first time for some people using a caddy. Uh, and embrace the experience. It, you know, point. some of these, it, it might be hard to understand, uh, it, depending on where you are in Ireland. But if you drink enough yourself, then you both sound the same. Well, uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and we, were, we were saying before, the views at Royal County Down, uh, they're spectacular, especially when you're not holding your own golf bag. Yes. I, I was walking, I often found, with a pint of Guinness in my right hand and just sort of strolling the fairways because my caddy had my bag. And um, it's, it's a, such a cool experience to have a caddy because you feel like you're on tour, too. Awesome. You know? It's yeah. it's special to be able to yeah. just kind of, you know, hit your tee shot and mm-hmm. then just walk down the fairway and not have to pick up a golf bag, mm-hmm. right? It gives you that kind of free feeling, yeah. right? That 100%. you're just and and like you said, you can have a Guinness or you, you can take pictures, or you can do yeah. other things uh, that you should be doing on the, on the golf trip and and not have to worry about picking up your bag. And then they can guide you around, like like we talked about before with blind golf because mm-hmm. the golf over there is difficult, right? Mm-hmm. Links golf is difficult, especially if you get. Uh, if you get weather, right? Mm-hmm. And so having somebody help you along the golf course just adds to the experience. Well, and, and those, and they are very good. When we were at La Hinch, it was carnage all day, and there are some blind holes, the fourth and fifth holes. And by the fourth hole, he was clubbing me. I wasn't even looking what I was hitting. He was, yeah, here's your four iron. I you love, know. too, what you mentioned there at a place like La Hinch. The last time I was at La Hinch, uh, Scully, the, the caddy I had, he, he has caddied at La Hinch for like 
45 years, <laughs> and his dad caddied at La Hinge. And you know what I mean? Like, it's in the fabric of, of not only the town, but of their family that they're caddies. That's their what career, their, That's right? what their family yeah. does. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's part of the experience. I think it's part of the charm. And to go back earlier to the second segment in today's show, uh, we talked about blind shots. Mm-hmm. And uh, blind shots are only blind once, to TJ's quote. It's a great line. But if you've got a caddy that knows the place inside out, and you know which most of these guys do, then he he knows what blade of grass that you should aim at, yeah. or yeah. what rock on the wall, and he can tell you what the ball's going to do on the other side when it lands, and if it comes in low versus coming in high, and this and that. And to me, that's part of the adventure. And I, I think I think you might be right, Scully. Not just equipment. I think you might have to add the caddy to mm-hmm. the list of essential equipment. I think so, and not just because they'll help your golf game and, uh, you know, help you when it's raining and all that. But they're storytellers. Mm. These guys, you know, <laughs> you get some stories from the guys who've been there for 40 years or whatever and some of the some of the rounds that they've caddied, the people they've caddied for. And that just, again, adds to the enjoyment of the round of golf, right? And you come back and, uh, you know, a lot of people that come back, when we follow up with them and, and get their comments on the trip, they comment on two things a lot. They comment on their driver, like we talked about. Mm-hmm. Who could make or break, break a trip? So you 100%. need to give hundred percent. And they comment on caddies because they're just that's where they get the stories, right? And and the and the characters, right? And so it, yeah, caddies definitely add to it. And we always recommend caddies. It's not for everybody, um, but we would recommend them. And you know the cost is somewhere you know fifty euros, sixty euros plus tip. So it does cost a little bit, but when you come back and you know you forget about the cost, but you remember the mm-hmm. the uh, the adventure. A couple of little things I'm going to toss in here. Mm-hmm. Uh, as just somebody who's done this a million times and somebody that I usually en- end up helping out one or two other people in my group uh, that didn't think of this, so I'm going to add it. Uh, phone charging adapters. Oh, yes. Okay? It is yep. not the same outlet as we have in North America. You're going to need one for Ireland, and you may also need a second one, a different one, if you cross over into mm-hmm. Northern Ireland, because Northern Ireland, some of those locations use the same outlets as you find in Great Britain, right. uh, in England and, and Scotland, which means you need a second adapter. So make sure you're traveling with those, and if you're, if you're like me and you have a large bucket of them, then bring some for everybody, <laughs> and then you can be the guy that saves them. When that they is go, I didn't text, text that's, my that's wife very... after five days, right, or my husband after five days, mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. you've got them covered. Okay? Absolutely. Uh, the other thing yeah. I would suggest, too, is uh, be aware of where you're landing and where you're going. You may need euro and you may mm-hmm. need pound both on the same trip. My next visit... To Ireland, I will only need Euro. I am landing in Dublin. I am heading southwest, and I am coming back to Dublin. But on my previous trip, the one we did in 2019, I needed both. RCD, you know, we yeah. landed in uh, Dublin. We spent the night in Temple Bar, but we played our golf in Northern Ireland. We needed pounds, so something to be aware of. Absolutely, absolutely. And going back to sort of when you're packing for your trip, and uh, you know the essentials. We talked about rain gear. Obviously, that's number one. And I always say to people, buy the most expensive rain gear because then it probably won't rain. Just don't take the tags off, right? <laughs> right. And then if it doesn't rain, you can yeah. return them, go. right? Yeah, I agree. Don't <laughs> yeah. take a label off a driver. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and other, other little tips for, for, um, for traveling, soft shell travel cases. Because, you know, some people get those coffin ones, the yes. hard shells. I have them both. Man, oh, man, are they hard to put into a, you know, a van or, or you know, a coach or whatever. They take up so much room because you can't collapse them. The soft shells, you can collapse. They come, you know, in a lot of different varieties now, and, and they still protect your golf clubs. Um, you know, good quality. So I would say a soft shell mm-hmm. case is, is, more, is, is more appropriate. 
And also when you are packing, and this is a um, a tip that actually Matt Palermo, who works for me, um, gave me this tip, is to take the driver head off your driver. Yeah. Right? Oh, you, it's a great I've, suit. I've yeah. heard of yeah. people yeah. you know, go over and all of a sudden the, the driver head snapped off the driver. You know, they all come off now, mm-hmm. right? right? Take a picture of your setup first before right. sure. you take it <laughs> off, right? right? <laughs> you know? So you know you got the setup right again and take your driver head off. Um, so, you know, that's a great point too, especially because the only real risk with a soft cover, and it's minimal, 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 minimal risk, the way they build these soft cover travel bags now is is the driver head. Mm-hmm. Once you've taken the driver head off, to TJ's point, there is zero risk yeah. in, in, a, in a proper soft Cover Not only that, I always wrap some clothes around the head, yep. the, the top yep. of the golf bag, right? So I always put some clothes in the in the golf travel bag, and you can wrap it around and and, and protect it that way. So um, that yeah, and the other one I, I I wanted to touch on, minimum two pairs of golf shoes. Yes. Oh yeah. Yes. Likely going to rain over there. Yes. Bring waterproof Alternate golf days. shoes, but bring two because mm-hmm. you don't want to put wet shoes on the next day. A lot of hotels have great drying rooms, right? And drying racks mm-hmm. and heat racks that you can dry your clothes 100%. on. Which is great, but chances are your, your your shoes might not be dry the next morning. And for uh, someone whose signature sign-off for the last decade has been the first good decision in the golf course starts in the closet, I would say stay in one color theme with all your clothes. Mm. So I tend to pack black, white, and gray so that I can mix and match. Not just a pretty face, Mark. Exactly, yeah, and yeah. have 90 different outfits with a very small, limited amount I of clothing. I have a, lo- a ton of clean underwear and a ton of clean socks, but I use black, gray, and white, or if, I, if, it's, a, if it's a summer trip, we'll use some whites and some dark blues mm-hmm. and baby blues. And, and so, the, I, you know what? If, if you're one of those guys where the first good decision on the golf course starts in the closet... Keep it, keep it in the same lane. You won't have to bring as many clothes. If, if I could add as well, adjusting to the time change, and, and that's a big thing. For The, the two times I've gone, we, we've flown sort of overnight, and yes. you land sort of mid-morning. Try to schedule a round of golf maybe that day and stay up as long as you can. Because generally when you land, there's going to be so much adrenaline. You're, the trip of a lifetime has begun. Go play a round of golf. Have a couple pints, and you'll probably cr- you know fall asleep by 7 or 8 o'clock and maybe be back acclimated the next day. We always recommend that people play the first day they, yep. they get there. You might because, be tired. Because yeah. if you get off the plane, you're likely going to be tired. If you go to the hotel and lie down, it's, yeah. you're done, in mm-hmm. my mind. So go out, stay mm-hmm. active, play. You know, go have an, have an early dinner and then go to bed that night. You're going to have the best sleep of your mm-hmm. life that night. Mm-hmm. And then you're back on track. Yep. And so it's a great point. So yep. We did it this year. We played the Ainsley course when we arrived at Sleeve Donner. That's a great We went idea. and played the short course yeah. and stayed, tried to stay up. I think most of us made it. You know, I my crew's a little crazy. Most of them made it past midnight, which I don't know how. Past I, midnight? I did not. Oh, my uh, these, these are a special, special group of animals. Uh, next year, our, we're landing and we're heading straight to Adair Manor because it's a great division to get you over to the West Coast. You drive to Adair Manor, which is just about the 60% point in the overall travel, maybe closer to 70% of your way there. You stop, you play what is going to be one of the great uh, Ryder Cups coming up in 2026. Mm-hmm. Play there and experience Adair Manor. If you go to Adair Manor and have a great day and never touch a golf club, that place is so yeah. off the charts. Good. Especially, yeah. So, uh, Do it and do it. The only way to do it is to call Golfaway Tours. Go to golfawaytours.com and get on it now. As you heard me say earlier on in the show, uh, tee time's already difficult at RCD, already difficult at Royal Portrush, already difficult at Old Head in Casale. Uh, If you want to do the courses the way you want to do them, make sure you can play. All eight guys can play on the same day instead of four guys going to one course one Mm -hmm. day. Do it now. You're only gonna don't don't procrastinate. Pull the trigger. Get her done. I'll tell you the other thing, Mark, is that and sorry to interrupt. Yeah, but, no. Um, 
you know, we've already booked some trips for 2021. <laughs> so if, you know, if, if you can't get on 2020, <clears throat> it's never too early to start planning a trip. 100%. That's what we find. We even have a group looking at booking for 2022 and putting deposits down already because right. they want to make sure that they get yeah. the tea times Th- that they want. This is not uh, getting on the plane and shooting down a castle to Campbell. That's, no. This is not what this is. You can do that right now. Pick up your phone and go and grab yourself like a five-star Caribbean golf holiday, and you can leave Thursday. This Thursday, you can leave. Yeah. Ireland, trust me, you could do it with Ireland, and you could still have a great time. But if you want to do it the way you want to do it and do the Talk epic adventures that we're talking about here, just start doing it right now. Start planning it. Yeah, County Down in Port Rush <clears throat> basically sold out for the year about three or four months ago for next year. There you go. Their book's open for 2021 in May. Uh, people will have the requests in prior to that. So when the book's open, they'll already be quite full. Um, so it's never, it's never too early to start planning. Mm-hmm. On the other side, we will wrap up today's show and get you caught up on all things Golf Talk Canada. This is GTC. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Adidas Golf and the all-new Addy Power Forged. Increased stability exactly where you need it. Visit adidasgolf.ca. Adidas, geared for more. This segment of Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura, is brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada as we wrap up our Tourism Ireland special. Before we wrap up today's show, I just want to remind everybody, we're back. Season 10 of GTC February 1st, we kick off Season 10 with a monster announcement of how you can consume Golf Talk Canada in 2020. We'll be back on Golf Talk Canada television the week of the Players' Championship. That's the middle of March with a 60-minute Players' Championship preview special live on location at the Players' Championship TPC Sawgrass. Bob Weeks and myself. Golf Talk Canada Radio does not go away. We're here throughout the winter with our year-in-review specials, travel specials, tailor-made product specials. And by the way, 20 Weeks of Tailor-Made is back in 2020. All you need to do is follow us on all our social media handles of at Golf Talk Canada, and you will be entered in 2020 as we give away $20,000 in tailor-made product throughout the summer. That is 20 weeks of TaylorMade. GTC TV specials continue throughout the winter. We had our PGA of Canada Top 100. We've got our year in review special coming over the holiday season and New Year's season when TSN typically does their best of lists and their top 10s and we'll fall in line with Mm -hmm. that programming. Want to thank TJ Rule from Golfway Tours for coming in and not just coming in today and doing the Ireland special with us, but being our expert here on Golf Talk Canada on all things that are golf travel. Congratulations on the recent awards and accolades that you and your team have uh, won over the last few months. That, Thanks, that's Mark. a great honor. Uh, your partnership with the PGA of Canada as as their uh, travel company of choice. A lot of great things happening at Golfway Tours. GolfawayTours.com, your place for all custom golf travel, and especially your next trip to Ireland. Scully, 
thank you for another great season and your fun. input as well on, on your experience in Ireland, your second time there. And I can't know wait you, to go back. I know you can't wait to do it again. And uh, we'll have to do it uh, together one day, I, I think, is, is a yeah. must. So, guys, we only have a couple minutes left in today's show. Just a closing thought. Uh, um, I will say this for my closing thought is that uh, it, it is there are two places in the world uh, – that one of which is golf-related and one of which is not golf-related, that the minute I leave, I can't wait. All I'm thinking about is how I get back there again. For my wife and I, for Mrs. Golf Talk Canada and myself, that country is Italy. The minute we leave Italy, the second we're in the airport to come home, we're trying to figure out and manipulate a way that we can get back to Italy. And from a golf standpoint, when I'm with the, the guys and I'm on a golf trip, the minute and the second I leave Ireland... I'm already thinking about how do I get back to Ireland. I don't know if there's a better endorsement than that. TJ, closing thought. I I get asked the question all the time, <clears throat> what's your favorite destination? I've been lucky enough uh, in my line of work to be able to see a lot of the, the world of golf. Um, and But people always ask me, um, my so-called expert opinion, what's your favorite spot or what's the best spot to go? And inevitably, I, I always fall back on Ireland. From a guy um, who's played everywhere, that's mm-hmm. a big endorsement. Yeah, and, and you know what? There's so many great places to play and so on. The golf in Ireland is fantastic, but I think it's more the experience. It's the people. It's, it's the welcome uh, atmosphere. It's, it's people wanting to show off their country, right, and, and welcome you. And so that, that feeling, I, I get the same feeling as you when I leave Ireland. I'm sad. I want to come back. Um, and I can't wait to get back. And so that's uh, that's my Ireland. That's a, that's a big endorsement from a guy who's played everywhere mm-hmm. around the world. Adam, about a minute left. Final thought yeah, on uh, I'm, maybe I'm the, the same trip, way, the country. You know, uh, it's it's just such a it's a magical place. It's a wonderful place to play golf and to socialize and enjoy everything. Dublin's an epic place to go out. And if you want to go have a couple of beers or you want to go play golf right around the corner, it's right there. Uh, I experienced the trip of a lifetime in in July. Uh, it's something I'll, 12 days I'll never forget with some great people and, and we'll be sharing those experiences until the day we die. So uh, I can't wait to go back and this has been a very fun show. It has been a fun show. Nice to talk for two hours about something different. We talk about Ireland golf mm-hmm. all the time on Golf Talk Hannah, but we do it in three-minute hunks, eight-minute hunks, ten-minute hunks. To be able to do two hours and dive in deep was mm-hmm. pretty fun. Thank you to Tourism Ireland. Thank you to all their partners that had us up to the north this year and will have us to the southwest next year. Thank you to Golf Away Tours. Thank you to all involved. Tremendous place, tremendous time. I can't wait to get back. Go to golfawaytours.com to book your next Irish golf adventure. Thank you so much for listening today. Remember, first good decision on the golf course. It always starts in the closet. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit muskokabayresort.com today. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For blogs, podcasts, show archives, our YouTube channel, or for more information, visit us online at golftalkcanada.com.